the one thing that can make the biggest impact, I believe, is having families that are more collaborative and work better together because that creates better and more equipped individuals to face the challenges that are in the world today. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui. Today's, I'm, I'm excited about today. Today, I get to interview one of my good friends. The uh, I've traveled all over the world with him. We've done a bunch of fun stuff. Our kids have hung out together, and he is still teaching me to wake surf a little bit at a time out here in Austin. So we're going to interview Mike McCarthy today, but the it's not just him and I talking about wake surfing and doing the fun stuff. He is the, uh, the regional owner of the greater Pennsylvania region. For Keller Williams offices. The numbers he was just shooting off to me are incredible. I bet you guys cannot wait to hear this. You're going to be uh, blown away by that. But Mike, how's it going? It's going great, buddy. Glad to be here. Glad I knew somebody who could get me on this awesome podcast. Yeah, glad, glad, glad you glad you had an in. And we just it was funny. I just left, I just left going and, and seeing our, our our buddy Matt. And he was like, Mike was here just a, a few minutes ago. So small world in this big giant world and this big giant city. Sometimes we end up in the same places. So greater Pennsylvania region, Keller Williams, how, how big is the greater Pennsylvania region? So it's uh, geographically, it's the state of Pennsylvania, um, Southern New Jersey, and then the state of Delaware. And uh, numbers wise, the size, uh, we consistently rank in the top either two to five largest regions, depending on which met metric you're looking at for all of Keller Williams. Uh, last year in 2020, we did over 20 billion in sales, and that was uh, almost 70,000 home sales. So, lots of business, 47 offices, and uh, over 10,000 agents that that uh, we get the pleasure to serve and work with. Wow! How long ago did you get involved in real estate? So, I am a classic SOB, which is a son of a broker, which. Uh, <laughs> like I think uh, I so I grew up in the business. I was putting uh, American flags and lawns with business cards on them on Fourth of July morning. Uh, throughout my childhood, was uh, filing uh, envelopes, sitting at front desks. Uh, in college, I worked at a Keller Williams office at the front desk. When I got out of college, I got my real estate license, and. Uh, my father had just purchased the greater Pennsylvania uh, region territory rights, and he had been uh, starting to travel out to Pennsylvania to uh, meet with top real estate agents and try to convince them that Keller Williams was the next wave of the future and that they should hop on board. And so um, I started with him as his assistant, mapping out territories and cold calling uh, top agents. And uh, we would go out to Pennsylvania together and stay for two weeks at a time. And we would just meet agents all day long. And I would watch him do his sales pitch. And, uh, and then once we would get somebody who was interested in opening up a franchise, we'd send them down to Austin 
where they would meet uh, Mark Willis, Mo Anderson, Gary Keller, and they would learn the processes of how to launch a franchise. And they would come back and we would hold their hand through the process of launching a real estate office. So I did that with my dad for a couple of years. And then uh, I thought I was smarter than I actually was at the time. So we we butted heads a lot. And um, he said, you know what, you, you think you're so smart, then why don't you go ahead and do all the work? Because it seems <laughs> like you, you got a good handle on this. So he still was my mentor and he guided me, but he kind of turned over the keys, you know, at, at a very young age. This is probably, you know, 2003. So I'm in my mid 20s and I'm now the regional director for a budding real estate company. And I think we probably had nine, 10 offices when I officially became the regional director. And my first year, I sold 10 franchises and just kept, kept getting after it and launching franchise after franchise. So, it was uh, me, my dad, and uh, our key employee who's now worked with us for over 30 years, uh, Paula Haft. And that team has now grown to uh, three executives, John Clyde, Michelle McBride, and Paula. And then we also have uh, a technology director, a director of growth. We've got a marketing uh, person, and then also a, a head admin or operations manager. So we got a team of like seven, eight people now. And uh, they've really freed me up to do a lot of other awesome stuff in life. And I'm really grateful for the ability to build a team and also just to build, you know, an organization like Keller Williams that has such deep values and such, such great beliefs in, in how they show up and do business. I mean, it's, an, it's an, a company of integrity. The values are God, family, and then business in that order. And I got to really watch Gary Keller, who is a, a real estate genius, um, build this company and build the team around him to build this company as a young uh, entrepreneur. And what greater lesson could I have asked for than that? I mean, I got to be on the ground floor on the very first you know, opening day of uh yeah. of something that now is the largest real estate company in the world. And we continue to grow. Um, you know, there is other competition out there, but we have not slowed our growth uh, at all, despite the changes in the market and the competition. So it's just been an amazing ride. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that journey. Yeah, what a fun ride. I can't wait to talk about the stuff that you're doing now. I want to stay in, in some of that topic for just a couple minutes. And we've had John Clyde on the podcast. That was a really fun interview you know, cause he's, he's one of the guys that you just mentioned as, you know, your guys near, near the top of that. And he was a police officer, right. And he, yeah. and he talked about some of the pros and cons of, you know, when they were giving him a hard time for also being an agent and he showed him one of the checks that he got and it didn't, uh, it didn't make it better. It almost made it worse. He almost got forced out after that because the, it wasn't people being happy for him. It was uh, a complicated story, but such a great interview we got to have with John. You said you were guys. You guys were like flying out to Pennsylvania. Where were you living at the time when you decided to go open up up there? So we were. I was just living in a small apartment in Denver, Colorado, and uh, my dad also and mom lived in Colorado. So we would fly out there for two weeks at a time and stay in a hotel. And I eventually, after about a year of that, just decided to move to Philadelphia because I got tired of sharing a hotel room with my 
dad for two weeks at a time. I love him to death, but my wake up call every single morning was dial up internet connecting at 5 a.m. So if you remember that, if you're old yeah. enough to remember what it sounds like. <laughs> and the beeping and the... <laughs> it's worse than an alarm, put it that way. So yeah, so decided to just make the, the commitment and move my entire life out, out to Philadelphia. I'm glad I did. I met, not only did I have a lot of success in business uh, because of that move, I also met my wife uh, who we've been married now for 15 years and we have two beautiful children. So really just was an awesome move to make to, to get out there and be on the ground full time so that it wasn't just two weeks at a time and I could work you know, week after week, day after day on building that region. It's very cool that you and your dad, I mean, some, a lot of people are like, wow, right. Being in at a company at the ground floor, there's a, a big opportunity for people to say, oh, right place, right time. Or like being a part of something never knowing, but it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't something that fell into your, to your dad's lap or your lap. It was, he was like, uh, I love, I love the story about how when I, when I did my like regrowth after losing it all in 2013, 2014, I was ended up flying back and forth to this random little town in Texas. And I was a West coast guy all the way. And I was never supposed to end up in Texas, but like sometimes that enormous effort helps you be on the ground floor of something big or my enormous effort at that time was I was getting back into an industry that there was no competition in these little cities. And there was tons of competition on the West coast. So the part of the story of, it wasn't like, you guys were signing up to get it in Denver. It was like, Hey, this is an opportunity. What's available. Like, wow, should we go to Pennsylvania? Right? Like what's this opportunity there? Will it work out there? Let's go fly out and interview people. I haven't heard or understood that part of your story, but I think that's a special thing for agents and entrepreneurs to listen to when it comes to like taking risk in some of these big ideas and like making a big change. There's there's heavy risk and heavy reward in anything like you moving out to Philadelphia could have, it could have just as easily crashed and burned, but getting rewarded for um, betting on yourself and taking that effort. That is a, a really cool part of that story. I didn't realize, I didn't remember that you guys were living somewhere else back when that all started. And it was kind of like, yeah, that's a bit like, what if we go start a business out there? And there's people listening right now. They're thinking about going and opening a real estate office in just one town over or a zip code over, or maybe they should specialize on this one zip code and have that be the only place they do business in because there aren't very many people down there. And if you're thinking about taking one of those big chances, I think this is a fun story to show that like, you never know what the outcome could be on some fresh new idea, especially the ones that take a little bit of work uh, to go be first in. If, someone was gonna, if, some, if someone's going to work with family or been working with family, what advice would you give them? Oh man, that's a that, that's a big can of worms to open, but I'll I'll try to try to be quick about it and and effective here, but you know, number 1 is, you know, family comes first. So if at any point the relationship is being damaged by being in business with family, then the business has to stop and the family part has to continue. And the beautiful part about my father and I is that if you would have asked me as a teenager of all the things that I might do, last on the list would have been work with my dad in any way, shape or form. We just didn't get along. I was a know-it-all teenager. He was a very uh, forceful and, and dominant leader. And we, we, we both butted heads in that way. But what happened was that we gained a lot of respect for each other. 
when we started working together because he could see the talents that I had that he didn't have. We could see the talents that we both shared and I could see the leadership and experience that he had that I didn't have. And so this new respect was born from hustling together and really pushing through. And now when we get together, you know, there's a lot of celebrating that gets to happen because we did it. And his dream, by the way, was to own a business business someday with his son or sons. I'm an only child. So he had one shot at it here. Man. And uh, so for him, it was a beautiful thing that his dream came true and we crushed it. And, you know, now we're we're business partners for life. I mean, I've I've taken over and bought him out of the businesses, but you know, we still are connected and we still do business together. Even to this day, we invest together. We, we look at deals together. And so, you know, I think if you can get to that place where you're actually successful, it can be a real bonding experience. Um, but you got to put family first. It doesn't always work out that way. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Amuchastegui for a quick commercial break. So it, during 2020 and 2021, the real estate market completely changed. There's so much competition in the market, so many people trying to buy and sell houses, but there's hardly any supply, hardly any product, hardly anyone willing to list their homes. It's time for every agent out there to become a hybrid agent investor to be able to reach out directly to homeowners to try to get them to sell or list their house. We've got a new website. Go to leadpropeller.com and you can set up your own investor buyer website in just minutes. You'll set up your own URL, set up phone numbers, help go through the leads, help reach out to people that aren't listing their pro their property currently and have them fill out a form that says, hey, I want to sell my house. And then as an agent, you can go through and make them a hybrid offer. You can tell them, hey, I think your house would sell for $220,000 on MLS, but I can either write you a $180,000 cash offer right now, or I can help you fix it up and you'll list it for $220,000 on MLS. These are buyers that are looking for quick cash offers. Tens of thousands are submitting these forms every single day and they're skipping the listing process. But so many of you guys out there are such good agents, it's a great opportunity to get that lead and help them maximize sales price for their home. So again, go to leadpropeller.com and think about signing up for your own investor site so buyers will start reaching out to you, asking you to make an offer on their home. Yeah, there's a, it's not easy to work with family. I remember working with my dad, we butted heads way too much you know, especially as I was younger. And then, you know, and then later you get to see how much, how much of that value. I remember being such a young kid being like, why don't you do it like this, dad? Why don't you do it like this instead? I think you should do it like this instead. And, and in his mind, he's knowing he's already tried that 15 times. Right. But the, and then I keep going, you know, keep going back and keep pushing, thinking that, thinking that there's so much new going on in the world, but not necessarily businesses. The, the, the way to run business doesn't always change. Business changed a lot. The uh, you know 2020, 2021. What were you guys telling your agents like second quarter of 2020, like the to lead? Because I know everybody had a really crappy month or two, and then all of a sudden saw these big changes. What do you attribute like your success in that time? What were you telling your agents? What were you telling your team to like get through the hard time? Well, you know, because of my experience with other businesses um, like GoBundance and being a facilitator of the exchange, which is a way to bring teams and groups to, together. 
our team was already ahead of the game with uh, being on Zoom, leading virtual events. So we were very quickly able to pivot to the virtual world pretty seamlessly. And our message to our agents really was that we love you. We're here for you. Um, we're going to do whatever it takes to help get you through this. And we're going to provide training that is for the market of the moment that that's going to help you to keep making the money you need to make. And we had a tough go at it. If you, if you remember Pennsylvania uh, declared real estate, um, not a, a crucial business. Right. And so it was closed down. It was non-essential which is, you know, insane. We don't have to get into that. Um, but when people need a place to shelter and the, 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 the leadership in Pennsylvania is saying, well, that's not, that's not an essential business. It was hard for our agents in our offices. And what they needed was they needed community. And that's something that we were experts at building was a community that could support one another through anything that came up. And so I think we were uniquely positioned, um, not only as Keller Williams, but my team specifically, we, we were ready for something like this and we moved into action. We rallied around each other and our agents and our offices. And, you know, the, the long story short is 2020 ended up being, you know, our, our best year in the history of the region. And we had record performance and we were shut down for a few months. So it was, uh, it was at first very scary. And then it was, um, as we worked through it together, it was a triumphant moment to get to the end of 2020 and look back and go, yeah, as a team, we, 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 bond, we bonded together and we did this. And, uh, and we continue to do that for our agents. I mean, community is at the center of everything that Keller Williams does and stands for. It's about being in business with the right people. And so when, when bad stuff happens, you want to be on the, on the team with the right people. Yeah. So what about now? So right now we're in this, you know, cranking market. The market's pretty awesome. Uh, but it is competition is tough. So like the, the, the people that are doing great are doing even better. The people that are struggling when you have tens of thousands of agents, you have agents on every end of the spectrum. And so what are you telling your agents to do right now? What guidance are you giving them to succeed right now? I mean, I think it's that they've got to be willing to change. You know, that's the number one thing is they have to learn new skills, new ways of doing business. They've got to get enabled by technology. And I think, you know, now more than ever, they need to be still just, just like I shared at the end of 2020, they still have to have the right team around them. And whether they're an individual agent or they have a team, they need that community that is supporting them. And I think, you know, the, the biggest thing for agents right now is, is understanding, you know, this is not, this is not the market we were in two years ago. You, you need a whole different set of skills and tactics. And it is starting to slow a little bit in some markets. Um, but for a while there, you, you know, the listing agents held all the cards and we're getting offers, you know, that were hundreds of thousands of dollars over asking with, you know, 30, 40 offers. And so you've got to be able to manage the market of the moment. And so we, we've taught to that and we've made sure that our training programs 
that are delivered mainly virtually for right now, we're, we're able to um, give them the skills that they need to make as much money and serve their clients at the highest level that they can in this moment, because the game has changed so dramatically in just, you know, two years. I really love that saying, like manage the market of the moment. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Abuchastegui and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. And I know, I know you guys would much rather listen to the content and not the ads and not the sponsors, but this is one that I'm actually super, super excited with. You know, so many of the realtors that we interview on the show, they talk about how much systems are important and how much follow-up is important. And I'm really, really excited about our new sponsor. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time. And when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. You know, on an interview last week with agent Mark McGuire, I asked him what his favorite software and what his favorite system was. And he said it was Follow Up Boss. And then he went on for another three or four minutes to talk about why Follow Up Boss was the best CRM he uses. So there's a lot of superstars out, out there that use Follow Up Boss. Some of the stats they gave me, Robert Slack, 1.5 billion team in Florida, number one in the US. He uses Follow Up Boss to get a 400% ROI on his massive paid lead spend. Deborah Beagle, co-owner of the Ashton Group in Nashville, uses Follow Up Boss to guarantee the agents who join her team get two homes under contract in the first 90 days. That's a big guarantee for new agents. Barry Jenkins of the, your friends in real estate uses Follow Up Boss to automate everything so his team can produce 200 million on 25 hour work weeks. All right, so here's an offer. You guys are gonna get this special for being Real Estate Rockstars listeners. Now I've, I've used Follow Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing, and what do, what do you know, best name ever, Follow Up. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, you get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com forward slash rockstars. So again, followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial, and check it out, especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet. This will be a great one for you to start with. All right, everybody, thanks again. Now back to our show. It's really easy, you know, I'm, I've been through a few cycles of ups and downs of where I've seen people in my life, you know, struggle and do well, right? The, uh, you know, like even .com before it, before it had anything to do with real estate, I know a lot of people that had gone to school for programming, like became software engineers, did really good in 1999 and 2000. And then by 2001, you know, nothing broke in Y2K. There was like this bubble bursting in that market. And so many people that were in software and like software engineering, they wouldn't go back to work. And they and because essentially price, wages dropped to like a third of what they were supposed to be. And I saw a lot of them getting really hung up on the time of going, I just wish it was the way that it used to be. Right. And we get hung up in life saying, I wish it was the way it used to be with like, I could be saying right now, man, I wish I was still able to buy foreclosures right now. Right. Or, you know, we can look so much at, the past, but being able to look at when these big changes happen, I think part of adapting and part of being okay is if you're focusing, how do we manage the market of the moment, knowing that the, it might go back to something different, but I think 
What we know for sure is eventually it shifts into something else, whether it looks more similar to it did three years ago or more similar to something we've never seen before. Stuff always changes. It doesn't always go back to the way uh, that it was before. So managing the market of today can help any of you out there being okay with whatever is going on. We did uh, one of our companies sells foreclosure data services and we did a big team retreat last week on Thursday. And I said, this is like, we are now in the new normal right? Like it's the last 18 months. Like we're not going to see much of a change for the next 12, 14, 16 months, even with foreclosures coming back, even with all these like different laws changing, we aren't going to see much volume changes. So we need to make the best of what we've got now. We need to build the business with what we have today. And I think that's a big difference between winners and losers. The, you guys, you and I met first at, at a GoBundance event at your house in Philadelphia. So I had first been, gone to GoBundance. My first event was three or four months before that. And I'd gone as a guest. I went to that event and I was thinking, I can't believe I'm paying to go hang out to people. I didn't know what a mastermind was. I had just kind of rebuilt my business and I would picturing like a Tony Robbins walking on fire type things. I was super nervous going to that thing. I went to that. And at the time I said, this was really cool. I learned so much, changed my life, but I'm not going to become a member because I'm not going to need it. And I went home and a few months later, the, I was thinking, I missed everybody. I felt, I felt like super lonely, like, okay, cool. I applied those things that I learned at that first GoBundance thing. So three months later, I remember texting you because, uh, and I, I think I probably got an automatic text from you or something that was about, and I replied back and I said, you know what, the, uh, I actually, I want to join this thing. I feel like I'm missing out. I feel like I'm missing something. I feel like my life was changed and I had that momentum. And you said, cool. And there's actually an event at my house in three weeks. I'm trying this new thing out in, Fel- in Philadelphia called Fanbundance. We've interviewed several guys on the podcast before that have been part of the GoBundance Mastermind that, that for many years you were the CEO of and, and helped driving growth. And that first FanBundance event at your house, the, uh, everybody, just talk about that a little bit. Like tell everybody about that experience. What did you have in mind? What was it? Anything you want to share? Yeah, thanks. Well, it definitely was a big leap. So because I had great partners like John Clyde and Michelle McBride in place, you know, I had a little more free time than I was used to on my hands. And so in 2015, I raised my hand to become the CEO of GoBundance. And I remember the recruiting call, as they would say it was, where you and I were talking and we were deciding if it was going to be right for you to become a member or not. And, you know, the thing that I realized when I decided to become the CEO and drive GoBundance was that I could have used that time to spend with my family. And I was really giving up the freedom I had just earned that I would have poured into my family with. I had given it all up to be the CEO of, of GoBundance. And so I, when I realized that, I made a decision that what I would do is create a division of GoBundance that was there specifically to serve the families of our members. And so that way, my family could come along for the journey and experience their version of GoBundance. And it was a radical idea. We had no idea how to do it. And we had the first event in my backyard in Pennsylvania, and uh, we had 13 families there. And that was the beginning of us over the next three to four years, leading about 20 different events that ranged from you know eight families going to uh, Finland to see the Northern Lights, which you were part of, 
Um, we went, we've gone to Greece with families. We've done larger events with uh, 20, 25 families um, at our, our winter and summer retreats. But the complexity of it is pretty, pretty mind boggling because you're actually running like three or four events simultaneously so that you can serve the husband, serve the wives, have things that, that are helpful to them and their roles and what they're working on. But also you have every age range of kids, which we had the youngest kids that really just needed advanced babysitting. And then we had our uh, kids that were five to 12 that, that really meshed well together and they had their own programs. And then we had the teenagers that also needed their own event. And then we would all, we would bring them all back together and we would lead an event that was designed for the whole family to participate in all at once. And it, it eventually started to really click and really work at a high level. And right as this was all emerging, uh, we wrote a book with Hal Elrod called The Miracle Morning for Parents and Families, which we're about to release a second edition of that book October 25th. Uh, and we're going to release along with it a playbook which is a collection of exercises that is everything we learned uh, throughout um, all 20 or 20 plus events that we ran for Fambundance that help families to connect, define their values, hold family meetings, set goals together. Um, we, you know, in our family, we have a, a currency called McCarthy stars that the kids can earn and they can trade it in for screen time or, uh, cash. And so there's all these little things that uh, we learned throughout our time leading Fambundance. But the biggest lesson for me personally throughout all of that wasn't just, hey, we need to be leaders in our homes and we need to bring some of the things that work for teams and masterminds and use them within the family because that, that was mind-blowing. But it, for me, it was the realization that there are tons of entrepreneurs who are out there building their legacy and they're doing it for their family without their family. And I think that that is a, it can be a crucial mistake because they build something for them, but the, the kids don't actually learn the values or get to understand the type of character that it takes to be a leader of something like that. And so then they turn around and someday you know, if they've done a great job and they've built this legacy, they might be handing it off to kids who are not equipped to carry that legacy forward. And so I really realized that Fambundance and the work we're doing with the Miracle Morning, it's really all about instilling the types of values and even personal development and the types of character and leadership traits that will help the next generation. And this is before the world kind of fell apart too. And so now more than ever, I think families have to be high functioning teams. They need to be the, 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 the place you go for support and for, for celebration of success. And also when you face challenges, you've got to have that home team in the right space. And I think that's really what we've tried to do with Fambundance and with writing these books is make sure that people are putting family first. And, 
you know, it's not a coincidence that I grew up in the Keller Williams world where literally our stated values are God, family, then business, which I mentioned earlier. But, you know, we have an entire company that's built around these concepts. And now it's such an honor to be able to to actually go out in the world and deliver materials and events and things that that actually help entrepreneurs to become better leaders in their household. Real estate rock stars, before this next commercial break, I just wanna say thank you for listening to the podcast and thank you for listening to the commercials that we put in here. This is how we're able to push the podcast to you. This is how we can make sure that we publish so much content and keep providing value. So here we go from one of our sponsors, Rent Ready. All right, guys, we gotta be honest here. You've heard so many of the Rent Ready ads over the past really nine to 12 months as they've been one of our flagship sponsors for so much of the stuff that we're doing. You know, Rent Ready is a property management software, and we've told you about this truly working to elevate the entire renting experience for landlords and tenants. But this time, this isn't just a boring old podcast ad. I'm not sure how many episodes we're going to run this on, but it's not just to help you maintain and screen tenants and run leases. This podcast ad is actually a secret. So this month, Rent Ready is releasing a game-changing feature that will help you save a whole lot of time and headache when it comes to crunching numbers on your rentals. I don't even know what it is yet. They wanted me to start doing this and said, so while I can't share it yet, make sure that you stay tuned to the Rockstars podcast for that surprise reveal because we'll have it on good authority that Rent Ready will be letting our listeners know that once top secret feature is ready. So in the meantime, if you're looking to get started on Rent Ready's powerhouse of a platform, I use it for a lot of my stuff. Get signed up, save 50% off on any Rent Ready plan using our special code, Rockstar. 50. So that's 50% off any Rent Ready plan when you sign up using our code ROCKSTAR50 at RentReady.com. It's R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com using the code ROCKSTAR50 for 50% off any of them. And again, listeners, I got to say, thank you for listening to our sponsor ads. And if you have any interest at all in trying you know, any property management software, we appreciate it when you go check out our sponsors, especially the ones where I'm telling you about it myself. So that, that's what we've been up to with Fan Abundance and, and the Miracle Morning. It's been an amazing journey. And Aaron, you've been a huge supporter of everything that we've done. I mean, you've been probably on 19 of the 20, <laughs> 20 events that we've done with your family. And I've grown to love your family the same way I, I love my own family. Like our kids are growing up together. They're doing life together. And that's another awesome benefit is they're building their network that you discovered, you know, kind of later on in life yep. and you felt lonely and, and you needed that. Well, we're equipping our children with a network that, you know, spans across the U S and the globe at ages eight, you know, 10, 12, um, which is amazing. It's really cool to think about where they'll be when they're 18, 19, 20. But I mean, your daughter and what she's doing, you know, with her business is a, is a, sneak peek into what we're going to get to experience with many of our kids who are just going to go crush it in business. And I can't wait to watch that all unfold. Yeah. This is a big part of why I wanted to get you on the podcast to be able to talk about this because we, because there is plenty of real estate advice you're going to be able to give to people. And there's going to be plenty of people that are going to reach out to you asking for that advice after being on here. But a big, one of the big things that really helped me succeed 
as a CEO, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur was when the family became on board with it too. When it became like a team effort where as a family, we were celebrating the wins. It wasn't just me celebrating. Remember like early on in some of my entrepreneurial journey, like when I would buy a house, I'd buy a house at auction after weeks and weeks of working and that house was going to pay our bills for the next two months. Right. And that got to be these celebrations. I'd walk in, I'm like, I bought a house and my kids would start screaming and we'd all start jumping up and down, celebrating it together. And the wins got to become bigger and bigger. But the the better we are as a family unit, whether it's when in any of our relationships, right? Family, friends, kids, the when we have when our personal relationships flourish, that helps charge us up to do these other build these other big businesses. And then we also talk about like, why do we want to be successful? Why do we want to have big businesses? Why do we want to change the world? My answer is always legacy. It's like, like people are like, why more? Why do you want to buy more houses? Why do you want to build more businesses? Why do you want to make more money? Because more money leads to more legacy. And that legacy could be for my kids, but it could also be for change or it could be for, for different, you know, things out there that are important to me, different causes that are out there. So legacy, I think there's nothing more important than uh, the family stuff. I, yeah, that first fan abundance was, was at Mike's house out in Philadelphia. The second one was at my house uh, out on the West coast. It's really funny. At, I'm, I'm going to share a couple of quick stories. I just jump along with, with Mike's, but one of the fan abundance events up in Canada, we you know taught the kids how to sell stuff, like how to, how to be sales agents. And it was, you know, selling essentially the merch from the event. And Mike came in and taught them about a target rich environment and what that was like if you had people that should be easy to sell to. We're going over all these tips about sales and how to sell things and products. And it was a, and then getting to see all the kids take action and treat that like a job. We, we, they had a profit share on the sales and they learned so much. And all of those kids like earning this check and each of them made like 120 bucks or something like these out of a dozen kids. And that was a big deal. They were like, whoa, that was entrepreneurship. It like felt like a job, but they got to succeed with us. We had to teach about lowering prices on the last day on like a fire sale. But that really started changing a lot of these other personas of where our kid, our, our, my wife and our kids got to start speaking the same language as us. So we got to start having these conversations together about starting businesses, about how to do it. And now, yeah, my oldest daughter, Maddie, I think a lot of you guys have, have seen. So, so my wife, Kalina, and I have a book. Kalina, Kalina loves that part. Part of that has been guiding Maddie. Maddie has now started a whole bunch of different uh, businesses. And her most recent online business, like she made a lot of money last month, Mike. And she has done it 100% by herself. She's now reinvesting her money in other equipment. And she sells custom-made stickers and custom-made shirts and custom-made tote bags and we're going over profit and loss statements. And last week I was, I was showing her how to balance her, essentially her checking account because she thought she was going to have a certain amount in there and she was off by about 18 bucks and she was trying to find it. But that's all part of us investing early. By the time she's 18, she'll never have to have a job working for anybody because she'll be making more money in this little business. By then she might have someone else running it. Who knows? But the, we got to teach them about entrepreneurship. And remember what, Remember when the, the kids, when, when we first did that first store and they realized that 
they had to actually pay for their inventory. Like there was a cost yeah. of sales like that. I'll never forget the looks on their faces when they're like, wait, we, we don't get to just keep all of this money that we- Right, you sell a backpack collected. for $100? Like there's like, profit. I get $100, what the heck? Yeah, <laughs> those are big things. And it's funny and it starts those conversations with kids when they start, then they start going into restaurants and thinking about how much the food costs to make. Right. Or they start like looking at the way the world works. But yes, some of those moments were the first times that they saw like, oh, there's actually a, there's actually a, a reason that these prices come in like that. So many life changing things with that. Did Kalina do like an excerpt in your book or an intro in your, in your book? Well, in the second edition of the book, uh, we interviewed the, the two of you. Well, you, we gave you questions, so maybe you just got credit for Kalina's answers. But you're both uh, you're don't both know. in there. We won't tell anyone, the, uh, other than all of your listeners. Other just, than two hundred thousand people that just heard it, the uh, <laughs> so, so your Miracle Morning book. So Miracle Morning for parents and families. The you know it has been a life changing experience. Kalina talks about it a lot in. in in her book, in our, in the five hour school week, we talk about the miracle morning. We talk about you and your wife. We talk about what do you call the charms? charms. Yeah. Yep. Charms is your program. Both you and I are big friends of how big fans of Hal Elrod now friends of Hal Elrod and the, and so he was the, the writer of the miracle morning. I've shared how that book changed my story. And I think this version for families and kids is, is pretty incredible. The last story I want to share out there is there was a time when all of us were living in different places all over the US and all over the world. And we got so excited about building and growing our families alongside our businesses. Remember all you listeners, you guys are all entrepreneurs. We got so excited about building this up as our families. Now we all live in Austin, Texas. Now it, there, there was this kind of dream early on and nobody was saying it out loud, but we were just all hanging out more and more. Um, but it was like at different places around the US or around the world as we were going on these events. And it's really just funny that so many of us uh, that were there around the beginning are all living a few blocks away from each other as we continue living this life together. What do you think? So your book, what's somebody going to get out of it if they're reading it? What are they? What, what, what is your big thing that you're teaching in there? And what do you, what's uh, share like a big aha or something from the book as you were going through it? Hey, Real Estate Rockstars listeners. This is a commercial break, but this is a quick commercial break for you guys. See, have any of you ever wanted to host your own podcast? Have any of you guys thought about launching a podcast that seemed overwhelming, didn't quite know what to do? You know, something that we're thinking about launching right now or something that we're, you're starting to launch right now, I don't know how many people we're gonna help with, is we wanna find listeners like you that wanna launch their own podcast, seemed a little bit overwhelming on what to do next. And we're gonna start a service where we're gonna help you guys figure out how to schedule your podcast, how to do the interviews. Our backend team will do everything that we do for the Real Estate Rockstars podcast. We will edit the show for you, we will publish it, we will help you with your social media and your images to really grow it. So I think our plan right now is you know three or four podcasts a month for up to three or four podcasts a month. The cost will be between 500 bucks and a thousand bucks a month to help you guys publish and launch your own podcast. So if that's something you're interested in, be sure to reach out to us. Go find me on Instagram. Send me a message on there. It's at Aaron Muchistake. All right, back to the podcast. Yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned the charms, which are the the, the practice of the Miracle Morning designed for the kids. And so it teaches how to create that practice as a family. 
and, and allow your kids to really view it as playtime where they're also personally developing who they are. And so the CHARMS is an acronym that stands for creativity, health, affirmations, reading, uh, uh, meditation, and service. And so those are six practices that our kids do every day. Uh, it doesn't always happen in the morning. They just have to do it at some point during the day because they've got to get off to school. And sometimes sleep is uh, an important factor for, for their health and their, their brain power. So, you know, the first time we wrote the book, the first version of it, Lindsay uh, likes to say that that was more like the theory of who we should be as parents. Like, this is, this is the theory of like, if, if we were going to be great parents, here's, here's what we would do. The second edition of the book is, okay, we've been doing this for five years now. Here's what we know works. And here's how you can actually implement these practices into your family miracle morning. The, the workbook, or as we call it, the playbook is a companion guide to the second edition of the book. And that one is um, much more focused around other rituals, traditions, and systems that you can implement with your family. And these are uh, exercises that are to be done together as a family where there isn't really a leader. Everybody gets to be a leader. Everybody's voice matters. And you sit down and you develop things like, what's our bedtime ritual? What's our morning ritual? What's our family values and how do we define them, live them and celebrate them? Um, how do we uh, reward our kids for um, the things they do around the home and what does allowance look like? And how do you develop a system that is designed with the whole family doing it together? And you and I have both been through uh, John Berghoff's exchange uh, training which is based in appreciative inquiry, which is really about they're not, they're not being uh, an effective way to be the leader of an organization that knows it all, has the vision, carries the vision forward to the team, and then they run with it. It's really all about co-creating the vision, the goals, the values, the systems that will be used within any company or organization and we've taken those principles and applied them to these exercises that you can sit down and do with your family. And uh, people, including children, they own things that they help create. And so part of the power of these exercises is being able to bring the kids into the decision-making process of what's our family all about? What are we all about? How do we behave? What are our values? Um, what are the goals that we want to achieve both individually and as a family? In our family, everyone individually has to be working on a big goal, uh, two big goals. One is their hard goal and one is their fun goal. And so those are usually six months or a year uh, big goals that they're always focused in on. And then we have within the six different pillars of GoBundance, but you can choose whatever categories are important to your family. We have a, a handful of other goals that we've set as a family, like how many times are we going to make it to church You know, this year? How many times are we going to have a family meeting uh, this year? How many times will we exercise as a family? 
How many times will we meditate? What type of charitable, charitable giving will we do as a family? And so this playbook really becomes like an operating system for how you can take um, the most effective ways to lead a team and bring those home to the family where you can help to be a better facilitator or leader in your family. And I think a lot of leaders and entrepreneurs, they sort of shy away from bringing their leadership skills home. And it's often because they're using that old approach of command and control, whereas appreciative inquiry is and the exchange method is much more collaborative. And there isn't necessarily one leader with all the answers. The answer comes from the wisdom of the group. And so these exercises, we believe, are the way that you really structure a, a legacy that will last and prepare your children to understand not only how to lead, how to collaborate, how to have effective meetings, but also how to go out and achieve goals and live values that help lead you and your family to the success that they all deserve. So it's an exciting thing. We're, we're super pumped. Lindsay and I actually just got the formatted version of the playbook uh, yesterday, a PDF of it, and we were looking through it. And it's just a beautiful creation of, you know, five years worth of us trying to be the most purposeful family that we could be and taking the best of what I've ever learned about teams and businesses and applying it to our family and, uh, and, and many other families, you, your family being one of them. So it's just uh, something that we're proud to bring to the world. And I feel like it's my personal mission to uh, take a stand for families right now. I think that the world is hurting. And I think that the one thing that can make the biggest impact, I believe, is having families that are more collaborative and work better together, because that creates better and more equipped individuals to face the challenges that are in the world today. So we're excited about it. And this, this has become my, my life's mission and work is to deliver this message to as many families as we possibly can. Yeah. This has been great, Mike, getting to, I mean, we talked about all sorts of different stuff today. The, I really liked the idea of kind of at the beginning of, as we go back to kind of those real estate concepts, you got to, your dad took a risk at like, what would it be like to go like start a company, start a new business, you know, three States away, you know, could we have that opportunity because may, maybe I'm too late for the opportunity in Colorado, but maybe I'm not too late for the opportunity over here. Is that something that I should go do? And taking that risk that turned into something uh, so cool, you know, the tips that you gave us about getting to work with your dad, right? Like at the beginning, we're actually talking about working with family and, and how that worked. The interaction beginning of 2020 of telling all of your team members, essentially you were there for them. What they really needed was community more than anything else. When things get rough, people need community. And then even now telling everybody the way to succeed uh, in real estate is succeeding in today's market. In the market of the moment, doing your best to represent your clients in the market of the moment. And that's given you the ability to take this whole masterminding thing. So we've talked about business masterminds all the time. It really helped both you and I drive our businesses to the next level. 
and how you took it to go apply with families. It's turned my daughter into a crazy entrepreneur uh, that's been so much fun. We've got to do a lot of those different experiences. And you and your wife's book, I think it is going to make that big transition for all of our listeners out there. Again, you guys are you're entrepreneurs and you're setting your own goals. And when you set your goals with another friend, you're going to have a better chance of achieving it. If you have a family, if you set your goals with your spouse, with your kids, you're going to have a better chance of achieving it. There were doing some of these exercises over the past several years. Our kids shared goals with us that we never knew they had, right? There was one was really simple, like flying a hot air balloon. We had no idea that was so important. You know, another one was, I'd really like to go see the Northern Lights in one of those glass igloo things. And that's what led to the next year of as a group going, hey, can we actually go do that? And that started in a little mastermind, like of going, like asking the kids, what do you want? What's our family about? That sort of thing. So I think these tips are going to help you grow your business further. I think they're going to help you grow your relationships further and your families and your friendships and get to create that legacy. Mike, people are going to want to figure out how to how to reach out to you to learn more about it, how to buy your book, how to get through that process. They really want to learn more about what, it, what it's like to, to run a region or any other tips. It's the best way people can get a hold of you. So they could email me directly at mikemccarthy at me.com. So M-E com. Uh, I also have a website, gomikemccarthy.com, uh, that shares a little bit about uh, the facilitation and speaking and training that I do. One of my goals right now is to uh, speak and bring this message to as many entrepreneurs as possible. So if anybody's interested in having me come speak at their real estate office or at a convention, I would love to bring the message of putting family first uh, to those groups. Um, also, uh, the book comes out along with the playbook, the companion uh, to the book. They both come out together on October 25th. You can find those on Amazon. And my wife also runs a website called gratefulparent.com, which she puts tons of parenting resources and uh, she blogs and does some other things, just sharing uh, the, the resources and the things that we discover that work for us as a family. So those are all the ways that people can find us. We hope that if you, you buy the book or the playbook, that it makes an impact in your family, uh, in your life. And that's our, our highest hope. And that's what the, the mission that we're on is to serve the world in that way. Serving the world. The, this has been so much fun, Mike. Mike, thank you for coming on the show. Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks for listening. Thanks, buddy. All right, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents, and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, We've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every penny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. 
So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate. How to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there, too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.